Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of Birdland, and most importantly, Orioles World Series believers. As a bearded German once famously stated on a train through Tokyo, Japan, I just like the duck. I think he's cool. Welcome to the podcast. Today is July 28th. Welcome to the I Just Like the Duck, an Orioles podcast. Today we're going to be all over the board, uh, mostly talking about the uh, the whole coronavirus situation floating through MLB and the effect that it's had on the Orioles. The Orioles, of course, did not get to play the Miami Marlins last night. Uh, they did fly down to Miami, sat around looking, realized nobody else was going to show up, the entire Miami Marlins team was still back in Philadelphia waiting on their coronavirus test, so they sent the, another plane, a second plane down to pick them up and take them back to Baltimore, where they're now awaiting further instruction for Major League Baseball. For those of, the, of, of you that don't know the specifics, it seems that the uh, Miami Marlins first came down with about four cases of the COVID, uh, which then blossomed to 11, and now as reported today, again, July 28th, Tuesday, they now have 17 total members of their team. I believe that's 15 players and two staff. Or, uh, But again, 17 uh, members of the team that are now positive with the coronavirus. Uh, so we've got to ask, what are they doing? Uh, what are they not doing? Why, you know, how on earth did it, uh, you know, with all of the precautions, the 102-page health and safety standards that MLB put out. Now, again, I get that uh, not everybody is following this. Uh, we continue to see spitting. I can't remember which which one of the uh, Nationals players that I saw continue to uh, chew bubble gum as he's up at the plate and blow bubbles. That can't be healthy. Um, you know, we we still see a lot of the celebrations, uh, the Oakland Athletics. Hey, yay for them for hitting a grand slam, a walk off grand slam um, to beat the Angels. But uh, again, the celebration that ensued by no means was that socially distant. Um, so, but what's going on with the Miami Marlins? Uh, what is it that they are doing or, or not doing? And, and can we get a science explanation on exactly uh, whether or not this can be transmitted, you know, from, you know, a guy on first place or sorry, on first base that's sitting there talking to the first baseman? Um, you know, what are the chances that uh, Chris Davis could catch this with a Miami Marlins runner on first? Um, from my understanding, you know, th- this, you know, with a limited interaction, if they were you know, a brief conversation, something like that. It wasn't supposed to be transferred, but uh, I don't know. I'm not seeing a lot of science come out of this. You know, and, and one of the things that's coming out now, not only did the Orioles have their game canceled with the Miami Marlins, uh, but the New York Yankees uh, had uh, zero interest in traveling to Philadelphia and utilizing the clubhouse uh, that was just vacated by the Miami Marlins uh, to play the Philadelphia Phillies. So that game was canceled. And you know what? I don't blame the Yankees. Uh, you know, somebody needs to come in and, and napalm that uh, visitor's locker room until it is absolutely clean. Uh, I keep thinking about that old, like, Outbreak movie where they just, you know, went into those monkey cages and absolutely had to, you know, scrape it clean, uh, you know, top to bottom. And I imagine it's going to be a lot like that. 
Um, but one thing I didn't understand is why the Phillies just didn't, you know, jump on a train and or you know drive out uh, to New York and just play the entire series there. Uh, that seemed like that would have been a much easier solution than uh, uh, canceling last night's game. And maybe that's what they're doing tonight. I, I don't know. I haven't checked in to see that. Um, but you know what? I get that the Yankees didn't want to uh, come in and, and play there until you know maybe there is an extra day or two, and maybe that's part of the. MLB protocol. I did not read the 102 pages, but I feel like that probably should have been in there somewhere. So let's, uh, but let's get back to the Orioles. You know, did the Orioles get screwed in this scenario? Or, or maybe they got lucky. So uh, it doesn't look like, like a lot of people on Twitter have been calling out that the Orioles simply get a, a, a win and the Marlins had to forfeit this four-game series. We don't even know uh, you know, if, if all four games are going to be canceled or not. Uh, you know, right now, from a, a Major League Baseball perspective, it just seems that those games have been postponed. Now, one option is, is that they scratch those two games that was, you know, set to play in Miami. Of course, uh, you know, the, the Orioles already flew down there once. Now they're back in Baltimore. Um, so it seems like they had some extra exposure time that I would have preferred the team not be subject to. Uh, but now they're back in Baltimore. Uh, so maybe it's the the Marlins, you know, as they were scheduled to now come, you know, the, the way that the series was split was Monday and, and Tuesday, the games were supposed to be played in Miami, uh, and then Wednesday, Thursday, two games set to play at Camden Yards. Uh, so now it looks like possibly all four games could be played at Camden Yards, maybe uh, two days of back-to-back doubleheaders is an option uh, to make up those games. But what does the roster look like for the Philadelphia Phillies? Uh, are they going to be able to put together a competitive team? Well, you, here's where I feel like, you know, yes, they should. Uh, and, and there's not a lot of wiggle room in here. And that Major League Baseball gave everybody a 60-man player pool. This was not a 30-man Major League roster and then 30 of your prospects so you can just make sure that they're playing baseball. This is a 60-man player pool. Everybody in that player pool uh, should be expected you know, to be, you know, called up at any point in time. Now, I know the Orioles have put a lot of their prospects, including guys like Adley Rutschman, uh, as part of their 60-man player pool, and they have not filled out their entire 60-man player pool. But I feel like that was set up not as a, you know, replacement for the minor leagues, uh, but this is this is a player pool. So any, any, any one of these guys can be called up, uh, and you're going to have to eat their service time, uh, you know, pick up their contract, whatever that might be. Now, the other piece, um, and, and so now it looks like the, the Miami Marlins, you know, how, now they should have traveled to Philadelphia with 33 players, the 30-man roster plus three members of their taxi squad. Now, I, I, ha, I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know exactly the rules as they travel uh, to Baltimore, how that's going to affect their roster. Do they... Because I know that if guys come down and are tested positive for coronas, they don't coronavirus, they don't travel at all. You know, according to what I understand, they should be quarantined and stay in Philadelphia for the foreseeable future until they have two negative tests, whatever the 14-day quarantine, however long it takes. Uh, but that is part of the uh, procedures that MLB outlined. Of course, what procedures is the MLB actually following? It seemed like the fact that the uh, that the Marlins themselves just decided. Not only that, via a group text that was ultimately decided by their veteran shortstop of, yeah, we're going to play. We know that a couple guys are sick, and you know what? A couple guys probably aren't feeling that well, but we're going to go ahead and play. The fact that that wasn't 
that decision wasn't made by any medical professionals, not made by uh, the general manager, Don Mattingly, or the GM or anybody else within the Miami Marlins organization seems absolutely wacky, uh, you know, and, and who knows what that's going to look like. Uh, but so from my understanding, they've got 33 players, you know, at least it looks like, you know, 17 members of the team are going to stay back in Philadelphia, uh, you know, so that, you know, leaves them, what's that math, uh, 26, does that seem right? I mean, you know, they only need nine. Uh, you know, how many, how many guys can they actually field? Now, again, um, they can still, maybe they can fly guys up from their alternate camp and be prepared. I noticed that they were already active in the free agent market, uh, picking up a few guys here and there. Um, but yeah, that's the, they're going to have to pull it together. Now, maybe the Orioles end up benefiting from this because it's a, a much less competitive team. And let's, you know, I, I think the Marlins really shocked uh, Philadelphia and actually winning two of the three opening series that they have there. Uh, so maybe it's, it is a much different team that we see, you know, if and when the two teams play on Wednesday and Thursday. And, you know, if so, hey, great. Our Orioles, you know, after, you know, not demolishing by any means, but uh, pulling us uh, an unexpected series win from Boston, you know, now gets a couple, you know, I don't want to call these layups, but, you know, pads a couple more wins until we have that three game that next three game series uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so so that's hoping for that. Now the other piece that I wanted to find out about is that you know early on I felt like there was this discussion of a free agent camp uh, that would that would be held in Nashville. Essentially free agents that were readily available, uh, high quality free agents, guys like Andrew Kashner that had yet to sign with the team would be placed in Nashville, separated on, you know, and basically kind of a daily intra-squad game. Who was going to coach these? I don't know. Um, you know, how are these guys going to be managed? I don't know. Um, but that was part of this restart plan, is that, you know, you would have these fresh, warm bodies that would be tested on the regular uh, and, and be able at a moment's notice uh, to fly to uh Miami or, or Baltimore and, and play for one of these teams uh, that needed somebody else on the roster. That didn't seem to happen. I don't know why. Um, but one reason or another, it just didn't happen. So now I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And one of the things that you, you see now is teams are starting to move their players between their, um, their 30-man roster, you know, plus their taxi squad, but they uh, designate some of these guys to assignment and call up other guys from their 60-man uh, player pool. And, and other teams are, are able to pick those guys that are designated for assignment up. And, and so we're starting to see a little bit of that. And so it's, it's already, within the first week, we're starting to see a lot more movement than I think anybody expected uh, within Major League Baseball. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, is why aren't we using robot umpires? Um, you know, a lot of these umpires are, you know, it's, it's not a young man's game by any means. Uh, you know, the majority of these guys are, are well into their 50s and 60s, um, you know, and, and they're not in the best of shape. Why didn't we have robot umpires and let the, you know, there'd still be an umpire behind the plate, be it, you know, a greater distance than six feet. Let the robots call the balls and strikes. He's there. Uh, for everything else, which, you know, is a lot. I imagine that these old boomers are, are just really afraid of uh, losing their jobs completely 
But I think that's just being short-sighted. I think eventually uh, the, the robot umpires will, will play a, a, you know, a bigger part in the game as we get kind of more consistency. And hey, we're trying all sorts of things this season. You know, runners on second, universal DH. Why the hell did we not do that? And is it too late? Why can't we, you know, start it next week? Uh, it was already tried in one of the other independent leagues. And I think, you know, for the most part, it was, you know, fairly successful. Um, not only that, there's other alternatives. For example, if somebody throws a ball and for one reason or another, the robot doesn't record it, you have the ability of a video umpire that's watching that, you know, to be a, a backup and call that. No, 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 that was a ball or that was a strike. Not only that, and maybe you don't use a robot, maybe you just use a video umpire. So there's all sorts of things that I think that we could have done to make this a little bit a little bit safer uh, and at least kind of get a little bit more distance between the umpire and, and those two players, uh, the catcher and the batter, which you really can't socially distance from. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, you know, the other thing that kind of came up or you know came to my mind is what if what if the Orioles don't want to play the Marlins? Hey, look, we don't know how many of these guys are 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 sick. How many of these guys uh, are going to test positive tomorrow? Chris Davis could say, "Look, I don't want to play first base. Can I can I opt out of you know this series? These guys are obviously sick. They're highly contagious." You know, is it, are, would the Orioles be punished for that decision? Uh, I don't get it. You know, and um, th- you know the other piece that kind of came to mind is that with the with the Marlins uh, affecting you know just one team being sick, uh, and we've seen a couple of the Atlanta Braves get sick. We've we've seen uh, the Boston Red Sox lose their starting pitcher. We saw the Washington Nationals lose Juan Soto. Uh, at least for the, you know, coming out of the gate. Uh, the Yankees also lost Chapman uh, to begin the, the season. It seems like a lot of these cases are confined to the eastern region. Something I brought up in the, the last podcast, what if they just closed down the eastern region? Could they do that for two weeks? Um, I know that if I was a player in the west or the central region where things seem to be running pretty smoothly, uh, I'd be pretty pissed. Uh, at because you know a couple guys on the East Coast uh, can't seem to figure out the health and safety standards uh, or bad decisions by the you know uh, the management you know why what why should we get punished we're doing things the right way we're playing baseball we're being successful everybody here staying healthy so what if the East Region closed down uh, for two weeks um, does that mean instead of playing sixty games we only play uh, 40, uh, 45? Uh, do I get a refund on my MLB TV package? Uh, we'll see. Doubtful. Um, but that's that's another thing. Um, and, and you know what? This all kind of comes down to, you know, should they cancel the season? Uh, immediately, as soon as we saw what was going on with the Miami Marlins organization, so many people on Twitter, cancel. It's not working. It's not worth it. These guys, it's only baseball. Uh, maybe you can tell from my tone. I, I don't quite agree that they should shut it down. Simply put, you know, a lot of these guys are no different uh, than, than the average blue-collar worker across America who, you know, the luxury of staying home is not an option. They need a job. They need to work. They need to get paid. 
And a lot of us talk, you know, we just kind of assume that anybody that plays Major League Baseball is a millionaire. Uh, and that's just not the case. Uh, when we kind of look through this, uh, you know, Cole Solcer, who had just a fantastic outing for the Orioles. Uh, this was his first Major League Baseball opportunity. The guy's 30 years old. How many more years does he have it? He's been really kind of plodding away in the, you know, in the minor leagues. And you know what? Minor league baseball players make squat. You know, this is their opportunity. And, and for somebody like Cole Solcer, who's a lot older than the average, you know, first year player, uh, he, he needs this. He's already dealing with the fact that he's going to get a prorated salary. Um, and, and then you've got guys uh, like, uh, who do I have here on my list? Uh, Richard Blyer's 33. Uh, he just went to his first year of arbitration, I believe. Uh, Wade LeBlanc is 35. Uh, and again, Wade LeBlanc signed a minor league deal. He's only getting paid 800 grand, and again, that's prorated. So when you look a lot of these guys, and not to mention the first year guys like Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mountcastle, uh, those guys, DJ Stewart, you know, they're they're by no means making a million dollars. You know, this is they need to work, they need to eat, and then it and then it goes downhill from there, right? There's um, you know folks that work within the organization, trainers, uh, people that you know on the broadcast team. These guys aren't making a million dollars, but you know what? They're not getting paid if there's no baseball games. So just like the rest of America, these guys want to work by all means. They want it to be a safe and healthy environment. And to be quite honest, I think the players really have to step up here. Uh, and, and maybe we need to start you know, sending out suspensions for guys that are giving high fives. Uh, you know, those guys that aren't practicing just kind of those safe health and safety measures. Um, you know, put, send them out a game. Let them miss a game check or two. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that we need to do. Then let's do that. Uh, the other thing that I didn't really like was seeing stuff like Dave Martinez talk about how scared he is. Yeah, you know what? I'm scared as well. I sit at home. I'm lucky enough to have a job where I can work from home. I'm not going out. The one time I went to lunch, uh, I got a I got a, a message from uh, from my work colleague uh, three days later. Hey, by the way, it looks like I might have the coronavirus. I stay my ass home. Uh, so I get if you're scared and working in that kind of environment. But you know what? Dave Martinez just won a World Series. The guy can opt out. He's not going to lose his job. Let Dave, if you're if you're scared for your life, opt out. Um, you know it'll be there. It's you know, I don't. Maybe they can figure out how you can work from home. Watch. You know the broadcasters are doing it. Why can't the managers figure that out? I, you know, there's. I think that there's more that can be done to make this a little bit more uh, of a safety environment. Um, so with the Orioles not playing yesterday and they're not going to play tonight, fingers crossed they play on Wednesday and Thursday, who to watch? You know, I was just talking with John Odiasi, who uh, is absolutely stoked about his new espresso machine. Uh, he likes, you know, I, I imagine I'll get plenty of uh, videos and, and messages from him as he wakes up at, at 7 a.m. to watch the, uh, the last few innings of the, of the Red Sox playing the Mets. That, I think, is going to be a really fun series to watch. I'll probably tune in. Uh, at least I know that there's going to be a national broadcast for when they uh, go up to, to Shea Stadium and play, where it'll be the new ace of the Red Sox, Nathan Eovaldi uh, facing uh, Jacob deGrom. So that should be a fun matchup. I'll definitely uh, tune in for that game and watch a little bit of baseball. 
you know, the Red Sox, you know, losing out to the Orioles. Uh, and, and it looks like they're really struggling for pitching. You know, the guy I mentioned before, Andrew Kashner. Why has Andrew Kashner not been picked up by the Red Sox? Uh, they definitely need some more uh, some more hurlers, and, and this guy could, could fill that role. Uh, you know what? He, he played pretty well for the Orioles last year. I get it. He, he went up to Boston. Boston was trying to make a desperate run to the playoffs and didn't do as well. They put him in the pen, and, and, and he did an all right role. But, hey, the guy can come in there and give you some innings. I don't know why he's still out there as a free agent. Uh, and then on the West Coast, you got Oakland Nat and her athletics. You know, they're on uh, on fire. Uh, you know, they, they really beat up the Angels, which was fun to watch. They've got two games this week versus the Rockies before a four-game road trip to uh, my new adopted West Coast team of the Seattle Mariners. Uh, you know, I, I love the idea of the Seattle Mariners, and, and now we've got the, the Seattle Kraken, uh, the, the NHL team. So uh, pulling for the Mariners, you know, kind of some underdogs. Like to see them be competitive, so I'm hoping that they could have a, a nice little back-and-forth series with the uh, athletics out there. Uh, so we'll see. You know, fingers crossed. We we have some good baseball. Fingers crossed. You know, guys get healthy, uh, and and we see some neg- more negative tests pop up, and and we're back to some healthy baseball. Hey, you know what? I did find out my podcast is now on iTunes, so uh, I believe I'm the only one that's rated and reviewed it because I have no idea if anybody else listens to this. Uh, but hey, if you're so inclined, rate and review, uh, and and we'll see. You guys uh, have a great Tuesday. See you tomorrow.